Hi, everyone. Welcome back to For the Record Podcast with Imani, Sheree, myself, and Angel. If you haven't yet, stay connected with us on IG at For the Record Brand and Twitter at FTR Brand. So today on this episode, we also have a special guest with us named Alex. He's going to give his input and experiences on all the topics that we're going to go over in this episode. So stay tuned for a great episode with our special guest. Hello, everyone. I am Angel, and welcome back for Season 2, Episode 3, Defining the Relationship, Dating Goals and Intentions. And as Sheree just pointed out, we do have a guest this episode, my friend Alex. So you'll hear more about him throughout the episode. But yeah. Cool. Let's just start by asking, what are your proposed end goals when casually dating or in a relationship with someone? Are you looking for? pleasure, marriage, financial growth, a best friend, children. Oh, so y'all just not going to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Hefty topic, I suppose. I mean, if you want, I can just jump into it. First and foremost, I want to say somebody to vibe with, you know, have fun with. And then if things do get serious, you know, just marriage, financial growth. Those are definitely the goal. For sure. For sure. I would say that in casual dating, I guess you want to become like best friends with someone. And then once you actually decide if you want to be in a relationship with someone, that's when I would say you start thinking about other goals such as financial growth or family and so on and so forth. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What would you say? I've actually dated with no proposed goal, too. I don't think that's not wrong. I mean, we don't know these people or what they kind of want or what you might want. And so dating can be self-exploration, too. But if you can define the relationship, then I think should do so. Agreed. For me, I took this question more fluidly. And I think it's really about support because as you're going through your life, you know, you need different support in different ways. It may be financial growth. It may be, you know, a best friend, but it's really about dating someone to get to a point where they know how to support you in a specific moment. I agree with that. Yeah. For me, I mean, if I was in the dating pool right now, I would say my purpose for dating would be to find someone I can be with, which kind of just sounds very cliche, I guess, but someone I can just be like who I am. And I think just highlighting on what Imani said, having that same type of energy or vibe. Yeah, I agree with that. And then also what Alex said to, you know, support as well. And it has to be someone who has like the same goals and intentions as me. When it comes to, you know, growing and building something bigger than yourself, such as like, you know, a lifestyle, a career, a family and more. My purpose of dating would not be to continue dating. It would be to find that person and then grow with them right? for as long as, you know, it can happen. I mean, in the past, I would, you know, casually date, but my casually dating was just to find a feeling. Literally, that was just it. I didn't really have commitment or trust or loyalty or anything like that until I realized, you know, I try to be more intentional with a lot of things in my life once I got older. Understood. Understood. It's definitely interesting dating this time in the world. Oh, yeah. How so? How so? Things have changed, you know. 
things are evolving. Dating really wasn't really very popular. I feel like dating is more focused on now. And I feel like dating is something that's long-term in modern day. But I think beforehand, it was more so something that was just a means to an end, but it doesn't seem like that nowadays. I think it depends really on what demographic you're looking at. Like, I know a lot of people that I went to school with, like, let's say high school and lower, like a lot of them are married, especially Mm -hmm. if they're not building a professional career. But a lot of my friends, my good friends now are all in some type of professional school or building a professional career. So that's what they're focused on. And that's what gives them kind of the maneuverability to think, oh, you know, I may not even be in this city for long. So I'm just going to date around and so forth. Mm, Good point. I see a lot of that as well. Good point. Yeah, in professional school settings, I feel like you are thinking about your career and you're very career oriented. So it's like, yeah, thinking about dating, but it's also like not my soul. Like, I don't know, you know? Right. More people are focusing on career. Like, yeah. it's, it becomes easier yeah. to do a casual thing than mm-hmm. otherwise at that point, I guess. Yeah, it's true. A lot of different dynamics to relationships, like you were saying, modern dating. And so, yeah, I think there's not a lot of communication. So it can be very, like, hard to define the relationship with casual dating. So I feel like it can lead to maybe even infidelity or cheating based on what people make assumptions about. And, like, what are your guys' thoughts on infidelity and cheating and even like open relationships and what's your definition of cheating? If you guys want to like share your experiences, if you feel comfortable. (laughs) I would say the most common form of cheating that everyone can detect is physical. So like if anyone's like hooking up, kissing with someone who's not your significant other, then that's definitely cheating. But I think it's harder for people to admit to emotional cheating. Mm-hmm. Like when you're forming any type of non-platonic relationship with someone other than your significant other, I guess. is what I would mm. say cheating could be in the physical and the emotional sense. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree with that. And I think it's also a very layered topic in that a lot of times it comes down to trust. So I feel that if you're doing something that you know is going to break or kind of like test the trust of your significant other then that could be a form of cheating. It may not be the traditional sense. And even like the emotional side of it, someone may know that they are starting to like someone emotionally and then they keep that a secret. And some people would consider that cheating, even though technically nothing really happened yet. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, because as far as open relationships, I feel like those are definitely tricky just because you have to 100% have that communication and also be upfront with it from the jump otherwise yeah and also just check in throughout because otherwise I don't think that those are always going to be successful but I know that they they have they take place out here so (laughs) yeah they're happening they do it just seems like a lot more people are open to that type of dating style now and I just think of insecure with Dre and Candace and I know it didn't work out for them but like you said Angel communication really is needed so maybe they didn't have enough communication or I don't know I mean personally I think I'm too jealous to be in an open relationship once you're with me you're 
with me, but I also get that sometimes, you know, relationships can change. Right. So. I feel like it would just become difficult because I don't know if some people aren't good with compartmentalizing. So it's like, how are you really give yourself to someone if you have like two other people also dating? Mm-hmm. So right. Like, you can't really give yourself like that chance to get a deep connection, I feel like. But I mean, people are doing it. I don't know. I feel like it's more for the men. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just what I feel because women are more in tune with their emotions. So it's going to affect women more than a man. Like men don't have that emotional attachments um, when it comes to maybe like, you know, maybe having some like physical thing with another woman. I feel like men are able to not allow their emotions to like, play a role I mean some women can also do that too I feel like it's not an absolute but I think women kind of like got that from men it stemmed from men first that's I don't know that's what I think that I could partially agree with that yeah yeah you know what I'm saying like because men are just I don't know they're different than women like we're not the same (laughs) (laughs) my thoughts and experiences fall in the middle yeah. Like, I've had really good women friends who were dating multiple people. And, like, we've had conversations about it. And what it came down to from what I saw was that those different people touched on different sides of their emotions. They just had different things that she felt she needed. So in that way, they were able to balance out their okay. relationship that way. And I think that's the same thing for men. And it, be, it may skew more physical that, you know... They like a certain type of woman that does, has a certain type of energy at some point, but sometimes they want a different energy. So they go to the the other one. So I think I'm, from what I've seen, I'm right in the middle between both sides. And then in my opinion, cheating and infidelity is based on, you know, the relationship standards and expectations. If those standards and expectations were agreed upon from the start and then they were broken, then obviously that's cheating and infidelity. If those standards and expectations weren't, talked about or agreed upon then I feel like you can't really say like they cheated on you if you guys never really communicated that that's kind of how I feel about that but over time you know it just takes a lot of communication to build those standards and expectations within the relationship yeah I feel that and I agree with the you know emotional cheating and the physical cheating I think it's just entertaining someone or something that is not going to benefit both of the people in the relationship like if it's not benefiting both people then you know I I feel like it's cheating it's definitely defined by whatever relationship you're in because you know yeah I would even say maybe being even too flirty could be considered cheating so like it's just whatever you define in that relationship is cheating but definitely across the board it's physical or emotional betrayal Right. Like, for example, like in my relationship, I, I don't entertain like any guy because I already know what it's going to try and lead to. So that's why, you know, we had to talk about like, what is, you know, cheating, you know, just even entertaining it on his yeah boundaries. I had to learn from his perspective, like this is cheating, even though maybe there was a point in time where I was like, no, I don't think that's cheating. But I had to learn to put those boundaries in respect in order to make the relationship successful and work. And boundaries are what has to be done in order for the relationship to work. Yeah, I agree with that. 
you definitely have to have that communication and you know speak that through together when you're starting these relationships and also just like because there's different dynamics to relationships I feel like I don't know if people actually like sit down and write it all out some people would definitely probably do but what would you guys say is is your preferred like dating dynamic in regards to like finances and like emotional give and take and stuff like that like I know there's 50 50 60 40 80 20 I'm gonna do 90 10 if you're really feeling yourself (laughs) (laughs) I'll say something I would prefer for my partner to make equal or more than me at first like my perspective was open to any situation it didn't really matter but I feel like after talking to other males about it and obviously the person I'm in a relationship with I've realized the importance and benefits of a male being the provider and providing more. It's just like in a male's nature to do that. That's their purpose. That's how it was traditionally and originally like set up. And it's, yeah, it's just their nature and their responsibility to provide and protect. And that's what I think women want from from men as well. They want to feel they can be taken care of, whether it's, you know, financially and then be protected because women are more vulnerable than our, you know, male counterparts. We as humans have lost these traits or even learned to go against them due to, you know, our complex reasoning and influence in the world. But innately, that's what men are supposed to do is just in their nature. <laughs> And I really feel like that's the more traditional way of thinking too, Sheree, because that's, and that's pretty much how I sort of am, but it's like a mix between 50-50 and 60-40 with financial matters specifically. I do feel that the man should take care of more financial needs if possible, but at the same time, I'm naturally very independent, so I am cool with the 50-50 situation, but emotionally I feel like it's a lot different like you have to have 50 50 point blank period like it's just not gonna work if it's not equal because relationships take two people and you can't just have one person mentally checked out while the other one takes on everything I would say in regards to 60 40 the way that I see it is like as a whole on both counterparts you're giving 60 percent but and you're only expecting to get 40% back. So then in that way, the mindset is more on focusing on giving rather than taking, like you're doing things and not expecting to get as much back type of thing. Oh, I like that point of view. Financially, though, I feel like I do tend to have that same mindset of like, I want to be making the same or the man is making more than me. And yeah, that traditional mindset of male as a provider, but also like I do want to be able to (laughs) care for myself that's how I intend to be living my life like I'm not just trying to be careful all the time although that is nice so like (laughs) same sentiment yeah I mean and that really begs the question of like well gender roles do they play a part and to me I'm like well yeah because that's essentially what we're kind of talking about so for me this is like This is a more complex question. I think it comes down to like what makes the most sense at the time and also kind of like what your dating dynamics are. So like for me, being in fashion design and also being in school at the same time, I meet a lot of different types of women. But typically I try to date 
upwards in terms of like socioeconomics. And if I'm dating a woman that's not in school and is making more than me, I think it's more so expected that she pays for some of the things at least. You know, it's whatever makes the most sense and whatever can get us to support each other the best. Because even though she may be paying for things more, given my current circumstances in the long run, I feel like we would have used that to bond and then speak about our dynamics later on, whether, you know, she's continuing to make more than me or not. It's always about what makes the most sense. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree because in my relationship, it's not always like 50-50, even though I do prefer demand to be provide more than what I'm doing. I don't see anything wrong with helping where it's necessary, you know, what makes the most sense, what you're saying, because not everybody has it all together. And sometimes it takes like a little bit more of like support, like we were talking about in the last question, you know, you got to support each other. So yeah, I agree with that. Well, Hmm. with all of these dating dynamics, do you suggest dating a few people or like getting to know a few people all at once? Or would you limit yourself to one person at a time? Or like, what has been your experience around dating and like both of those aspects? So I guess naturally, I feel like people gravitate towards dating a few people at a time, just because you can kind of feel the vibe of different people. But there are cons to that, I feel like, because sometimes you don't really have a chance to get like a deep understanding or connection with that person because you already have like two other people on your mind as well that you're trying to do something with so I don't know there's pros and cons for both I would say because then you can kind of focus your attention on that person but then it's also like sometimes like what if you're spending all this time and then nothing (laughs) nothing comes to fruition so it's it's good to know that you have options but sometimes that can also hurt you so I don't know what would you guys say personally um, I would suggest dating one person at a time if you're looking to truly get to know who someone is and I suggest this just because then you can like focus and give your undivided attention to that one person and it'll be easy for you to you know prioritize your time especially with other aspects of your life And it'd just be easier to like study this person and really truly look at the details and like what their morals are, what their principles are and what their intentions are too. You know, I think like dating a few people at a time, it sounds productive, but I feel like in my own experience, it's actually been really counterproductive because it's difficult to split your attention towards several different people. And then just being like exposed to all these different types of people and personalities all at once. Yeah. Believe it or not, like people you encounter like shape who you are and we have to be careful and like really intentional and limit ourselves in that way. And it's only necessary in order to preserve ourselves and uh, just expose ourselves to people, places and things that align with who we are and who we want to be. So I think focusing on one person at a time is going to help you to limit those exposures to certain people who can like shape you into maybe something you don't want to be or whatever the case may be. So I think it's like better to just date one person at a time. Personally, I suggest doing what you want or whatever your preference is. I've done both and I haven't seen a difference at times. 
I don't know if that was just the dating pool or what, but <laughs> there was no real difference for me personally. And I mean, I do know that getting to know a few people at once is pretty popular nowadays with dating apps and all. You get on, you may match with several people. And then from those, you kind of have to choose a few to get to know. So you just have to really make sure you're cutting off the ones that aren't particularly interested in what really matters. So right. <laughs> following up to your point about it feeling the same, I think that that kind of parallels what I was going to say in terms of attention and kind of energy. Uh, with me, I would be with or talk to multiple people at once, but not until I start feeling one person really pull my attention or my energy towards them, then I'm like, all right, now this is the person. Sometimes it's hard to gauge that. Sometimes it may be because since I'm traveling often, I'm in school, I'm also building a business, that attention that one person gives me may be just right for that moment. And then I realize that afterwards. So then, you know, I'll talk to somebody else. So it, it really depends on a lot of different dynamics. And I think that's for most people, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, it just depends like where you're at. Yeah, I would say maybe in the early stages, like you're still texting or chatting. It might not be necessary to have that conversation about like, what is it that's going on? But once it starts to get a little deeper, you might want to do that. Otherwise, there will be messiness. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to communicate that. Yeah, you have to communicate that. And like we were saying before, kind of who am I vibing with the most? I think like asking the right questions so you can direct your attention towards the people who have the same. Yeah, whether you decide to you date one person looking, or date like just to find what you're looking people for at the same time. You know, I mean, I yeah, I know at the beginning of getting has to know be done, people like in the talking about dating field. Or some people, you know, they just don't really think it's surface area to stuff. date oh, other people movie? when you're just like, dating them. Sometimes you have to, you know, whatever, either decide to if we're like super let other people go, you like ask the certain questions and get to the point on like let that one person go so you can date other people. But what are you guys' yeah. tips for so, improving yeah, communication on your intentions while dating? So for me, mine is talk regularly talking about goals and how the other person fits into them. Because I think that's important, especially like as professionals, is that we have a lot of goals and, you know, it may take us to different cities, different countries even. And having a moment where you sit down and think about that and think, well, I know if I leave the country that you're not going to come with me. So we need to make a decision about this right now. I think that kind of communication really helps with being intentional and even understanding kind of where the relationship is at and where it's going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is also important to talk about goals, too. And just first also be honest with yourself and try and figure out like what you want for yourself and how this other person plays in and how you're going to make it all work in the grand scheme of it all. But yeah, definitely just take a moment to figure out what you want so you can articulate that and don't assume what other people's intentions might be i don't know if the actions or the words are lining up you should just ask the right questions like you were saying sheree earlier ask and tell yeah i agree with that i think you need to tell them what's up from the get-go like let them know what you're looking for from the start that can maybe save you a lot of time and them i would say and the same thing with goals. I do agree that 
somebody I'm trying to pursue should kind of have the same goals and intentions as me. And if they don't, then I'm probably not sticking around. And I also think it's very important to have a continuous open line of communication to kind of talk through and discuss things, get with somebody who knows how to communicate. If they can't communicate, there's no reason you should even be talking to them. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a waste of time. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work until they learn how to communicate. And I mean, personally, I just don't want to deal with that. (laughs) What are the tips that you have for people who don't know how? Who don't know how to communicate? Figure it out. (laughs) Take a communications class. Take a communications class. Practice in the mirror. Oh, God. And then get back to me. When I was looking at this question, one thing I wrote down was regularly asking, why do you feel that way when somebody tells you something? Yeah. So like, at least in my experience, a lot of people have just never been asked that question. That could lead to more communication or at least pulling someone to a place where they can communicate. Whether they want to or not is up to them. But mm-hmm. it that space. I totally agree with you, Alex. Because I feel like a lot of people nowadays aren't really considerate of like people's feelings. And, you know, I feel like I am like can be an emotional person. So sometimes the way I act is based on emotion and not logic sometimes. And so that communication can cause like conflict sometimes because I'm just doing certain things because that's how I feel in the moment and understanding why you feel that way and what brought you to act a certain way or say certain things can help to guide the communication better and understand people better in that way. Also finding role models, those who are in real life, not in the media, who can like guide you and provide you support on where you want to go and develop like your own philosophy and follow and just be intentional about it. Yeah, I agree with that. Communication is definitely needs to be at the forefront of any relationship, really. And I feel like with communication, then you can that's where you kind of see more of these other dynamics in relationships like I feel like lately I've been hearing about people who are doing like commitment but without marriage like I think one of my friends older brothers had a commitment ceremony so they're not married but like that was basically their pre-wedding if they choose to get married so what are you guys thoughts on like commitment without marriage I think it's definitely possible you know some people can stay together for decades without even getting married like marriage It's pretty much just a legal binding, but, you know, you can definitely be committed to someone without being married. That really depends on what you think commitment looks like specifically, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think commitment without marriage is possible, but I guess it's just not really, I guess it's becoming more common, but it wasn't something that was like traditional at first. And I, I feel like it probably developed from like people who couldn't legally get married. Um, So they said that. Yeah, that's true. I believe because yeah, there are people been married for decades mm-hmm. and older generations. So and they're not married, but it probably wasn't as common like what we're saying now. Like no, what you shared, not. Angel. Commitment is something that like you're building daily. Like it comes mm-hmm. down to trust. It comes down to sharing emotions, sharing memories, and things. So then you know you have this kind of boundary of space between you and this other person. And you have understandings, whether you say them out loud or not. Marriage, on top of that, is kind of just to show everybody else, really. 
I feel yep. like marriage is like an institution, you know, because mm-hmm. if you cheat when you're married, it's different than when you cheat when you've been together for 10 years. Right. So yeah. I feel like, I guess, uh, with the whole commitment without marriage thing, I think it just kind of gives people less pressure on milestones and like timelines as far as like, we need to get married at this point, have kids at this point, even though you kind of do need to be cognizant of those things because you're not going to be alive forever but I guess that's kind of where that idea stems from people not wanting to do the traditional timeline thing so I agree it's a different world but yeah I accept it too all this talk of commitment what do you think it really means to be a husband and be a wife what does that mean to you Hmm. I, I guess I'll say something about it I mean obviously I'm not a husband or a wife (laughs) but you know I would hope to be a wife one day I think being a husband means you know you're a man in a committed relationship to a woman or you know whoever that may be Uh, and it's not only bound legally but I believe being a husband or wife comes with duties and responsibilities have to meet like I was saying before you know being a husband in my opinion to mean like being the provider and the protector And it would mean like, you know, providing guidance to protecting the household and just any other job position. It's just like, that's the title. So you have to hold the title or you'll get fired, right? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yeah, that's what I feel like. Yeah, I would say in both roles of husband and wife, I feel like there's that commitment duty, like you have to be committed to each other. And then I guess if you end up having children then you're both caregivers but also you should be caregivers to each other she like you know mm-hmm. sickness and health whatever they say um, <laughs> and then i guess traditionally husband would be head of household provider but i mean a wife can also provide in other ways for her family and her husband if not financially and others so mm-hmm. yeah so i think that really comes down to the couple like how they define it because of course you have the traditional roles of like the woman being able to bear children so she would have more care taking over her in a relationship than the man but when it comes down to it it's really like what the relationship dynamic is like there may be the fact that both the husband and the wife cook you know and then they take Mm -hmm. turns or things like that and Mm -hmm. and myself like This goes back to the question I was, we were talking about before about like long-term goals. I would define a wife once I got to that point as somebody who I see as an integral part to all of my long-term goals. Like she's coming with me wherever I'm going, you know, we're defining each other's careers by Mm -hmm. our decisions. And then whatever that looks like in reality is what defines, you know, us being a husband or a wife. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I agree that it does depend on each relationship and the dynamic that goes with it. I agree with that. I also agree with that. But to me, like in a nutshell, it means that you are married by law. So unless you get a prenup or even still, it basically means that you are financially bound to each other unless I'm wrong. But that's that's pretty much what I see. But what being a husband and wife means may also greatly differ in relationships like with you guys were both saying again. But for me, the bottom line is if you are married to me, it's legit official official that I have your back. Like I probably had your back before as a girlfriend or whatever, but it is somewhat of a level up to me, even if it's just some paper. (laughs) Right. True. (laughs) Yeah. So I definitely agree with all of you guys. 
on, you know, it's the dynamic that matters. So everyone has their own definition, but obviously, yeah, there's a legal aspect to it. In modern day dating, do you guys think it's like difficult to, you know, keep a woman or a man's attention? I have an interesting take, I feel, on this. I feel like if it if you're having trouble keeping someone's attention, then you're like looking in the wrong place. Like if you're constantly having kind of, you know, this crisis of the women or the men that you deal with, then I feel like you're dealing with the wrong type mm-hmm. of people. And over time, I think you just need to figure out why you can't keep men's attention or women's attention and what that means about how you are portraying yourself or portraying your time. So mm-hmm. I guess it would be a yes and a no for that question. Yeah, no, I I agree with that perspective too. Like definitely sometimes it's just you're looking in the wrong place for what you are intending to be looking for at that certain time. And I I feel like maybe this is just me, but sometimes I feel like there's more eligible women in the dating pool than there are men. So sometimes it's like a lot of men, I don't want to say throwing themselves, but like, you know, surrounding themselves with these women and like they're not getting the attention back because to them it's just oh you're just coming at me what's going on like sometimes there are more eligible women that makes any sense with this question personally no I have actually never had that issue and I don't know if that's boasting on myself but generally it's been I don't know pretty straightforward for me to connect with people when dating And I don't know if I attribute that to my zodiac sign, my sun, my moon, my (laughs) rising. I don't know, but I haven't had that issue. And I do think it's important to keep things interesting. And at the end of the day, be yourself. So, I mean, don't go trying to be something that you're not, but do get out of your comfort zone. Right. (laughs) But dating is exhausting. But once you find the right person, it's very enjoyable. So, yeah, like, again, what you guys were saying, you might be looking in the wrong place if you are having to constantly try and keep someone's attention. Yeah, I, I say yes and no. I do. And then it also just like depends. Obviously, that's why it's yes and no. And I mean, I've talked to males about it because I always try and get like a male's perspective because obviously like I'm a female, I'm going to think differently. So I just want to know like, hey, like, what do men think about this whole situation about getting women's attention? And like I had like a talk with a few guys maybe about a week ago and they were saying, yeah, it is like a little bit difficult to keep a woman's attention, especially if, if you don't have game so to say, you have to find someone that Maybe. likes that then. Yeah, I think it's aligned with what you said, Imani. Like, find somebody who likes corny things, I guess. And then... Yeah, look in the right place, like you said. <laughs> corny things are like not doing anything. Right. Uh, for me personally, it's kind of like, over time, I guess I've had more of an exciting life, more traveling, more like fashion things. So it's been very easy for me to say, oh, let's go to this art show or let's go... You know, let's fly out to another city real quick. So I think in that way, you know, it doesn't really have to be too much game. It's just looking in the right place and just forming that bond. And naturally, there's some type of excitement behind it. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. I think also it's, I guess, in a way it might be difficult to get like a woman's attention because, I mean, men put themselves out there a lot of the time and they have to be good at communication at first most women aren't the ones who are approaching guys to figure out hey can I be with you or not like (laughs) it's usually like the man's job so they 
have a lot of like planning they have to do in order to get a woman's attention and then keep it. I don't know. Some females are out there though. And they oh no, there are. And DMs and do everything too. Yeah, some people take the initiative. So but yeah, I don't think it's the majority. Yeah, I think men put themselves out there. But I guess it all still goes back to like go where you're you know you're wanted right yeah go where the vibe is right and where you know you don't have to be fighting for it shouldn't be a struggle it shouldn't be a struggle i would think well i mean it shouldn't be but i think like in modern day it is Mm, i don't think it should be though it doesn't have to be because there's not a lot of good communication going on probably yeah i think it all stems back to that (laughs) yeah that's true too but yeah going off of that keeping attention and all that but what do you think that women really want from men and what do men really want from women honestly i think women and men want the same exact thing to be loved have an attractive other half loyalty and somebody with the same drive but i mean now in today's world i do think that one thing women want is financial stability they want to be taken care of But I do feel like a woman should be focusing on creating their own financial stability rather than relying on a man solely. But I'm not opposed to women being financially supported by men. But like I said, I also think women should be able to tend for themselves. And I also kind of completely disagree with women playing the opposite role. I mean, you can, but this goes back to my views on kind of loosely accepting gender roles. There are just some things that I feel like a man should not be asking a woman to do primarily because they should be able to do it themselves or find a way to do it. But at the same time, I also get, well, it depends on what's going on at the time and what's most feasible. Yeah, in the situation. Yeah, true. I think most women want a man who's going to, you know, provide and protect because those, I feel like those traits are what symbolize being a man, I guess. But I, I don't think men and women want the same thing, though. I don't. I mean, all those things I listed, I feel like, yeah, those are things both men and women want. I would say that they do want the same things, but sometimes the priorities aren't. They might want more of one of the things that I listed than Maybe the other. Maybe the priorities like, are high. Or more of a certain respect thing. Respect is like a mutual respect thing. Mutual attraction, trust honesty like I feel like for the most part both, both people generally things, would want, but yeah I think they rank those things maybe ranking like, them I think I agree with you Angel on that yeah I think like the priority is like differently ranked between men and women so maybe that's why it's I feel like it's not the same I think it's also a matter of how those things manifest between men and women a strong part of like emotional bonding I've seen with a lot of men has being has been just the fact of being heard like even in the most basic sense, I've seen a lot of my male friends will say like they're very attached to a woman because she listens, right? She's somebody that they can like vent to or whatever. Mm-hmm. When traditionally a lot of men are not are not given those spaces. And, you know, on the flip side for women, it's like the emotional bond of being able to take care of someone. So on the surface, I think it would be the same thing. But when you put it in actuality, like I agree that there are different priorities, but they manifest differently. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it is very relationship by relationship depends on the two people. And like, like we said, intentions, what are your goals? Where do you see this going type thing? Like it depends on 
the parties within that relationship to see how these things will play out. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's actually all we have. Thanks for joining us for episode three FTR fam. And I want to send a very big thank you to our guest, Alex. It's been a pleasure to share with you all on this topic. And as always, don't forget to check us out on our Instagram and Twitter at For the Record Brand and FTR Brand. Until next time, howdy. Bye. Deuces.